Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God. And dear friends, it's so nice to see you all again back here in my home of St. Edward's because I always feel it's like home when I come back here even three years after I've, we started with Father Corbinian. And today, Jesus repeats, you could say, the parable of the gospel of the vineyard. You know, the last three weekends we have been listening to the story about a vineyard. The vineyard is always the kingdom of God. It's heaven itself. The first time we heard it a few weeks ago, you remember two weeks ago where the, the owner went out looking for workers. Some answered immediately, at very early in the morning, to go to work. Like Our Lady did. Immediately said yes to God. Others, he called in later in life. It, again, it's almost like a, a conversion story. And then some he invited to go and work in the vineyard at five in the evening. And they went. And this was sort of someone like, you could say, the good thief on the cross. Or think of the hardened sinners who converted even at the last second. Like the good thief who said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Now I believe in my last moment of my life, I believe that you are a king. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. He was one of the workers called to go to the vineyard. And what was common among those workers? The first and the very last all received the same wage. And what was that? Jesus himself. This denarius, this one denarius was Jesus himself. Because Jesus doesn't give himself in a certain percentage to you or to you. He doesn't give half to this girl and one third to this girl and then a little bit to you. He gives himself completely and fully to everybody. And then last week we show how the God gave us this free will where he asked his two sons to go to the vineyard. One said no and went. The other said yes Lord I'll go and didn't go. Because God gives us this free will. And today, Jesus tells us again about the vineyard. And he repeats that what was told hundreds of years earlier by the prophet Isaiah. He told the parable and he knew exactly what he was doing. Telling it to the elders and the chief priests. Because they knew this parable from Isaiah. They knew this very well. The words of God about the vineyard. Because he repeated it. How he planted the vineyard. He put a hedge around it, dug a wine press, and built a tower. You see how good God is? He takes care of everything for each one of us because he loves us infinitely. We will shortly, at the end of Mass, hear me speak about these children who we, I ask you to help again this year if possible, these children in Slovakia. And one thing I tried to teach them always was that God loves them infinitely. I would say, does God love you this much or this much? They would always put out their arms and say, this much. And God loves us so much that he built this hedge and built a tower. And what is this? To protect us, to protect our souls. And what is this hedge and what is this tower that God built? It is the sacraments and it is prayer. That through the sacraments, our souls are always protected. Always protected. When you think of the sacrament of holy confession, in the sacrament of holy confession, Jesus said himself to Faustina, tell the weak, sinful souls to have no fear to approach me. 
Because even if you have more sins than there are grains of sand in the world, it is nothing but a drop in the ocean of my mercy. And should you think, and it's one of the very clever moves that Satan makes, should you think you have no sins, then I will tell your wife, I'll tell you, okay, hold on there, I'll get your wife, and she can come into the confession. <laughs> but if you think you have no sins, you are, you are absolutely wrong. Every one of us here are sinners. Every one of us. Because, and Jesus knows this, but Jesus, Saint, Saint Therese of Lisieux, who we celebrated last Sunday, said herself, even if I had all the sins of all condemned people of all time on my soul, can you imagine that? Then, he said, then she said, I would not hesitate but run into the arms of my Savior because I know how he spoke to Mary of Magdala. I know how he spoke to the Samaritan woman. And then she said, and then I know that my sins are nothing but a drop of water that falls into the fiery furnace. Isn't that beautiful to know this? Because in confession, and dear friends, please, if you haven't been to confession in months or years, or decades, I beg of you, go to holy confession. Because our sins make us sad. It's our sins that make us depressed. And when you go to confession, Jesus forgives you, forgets all of your sins, and he never speaks about them ever again. He has a terrible memory, Jesus. Because he only remembers the good that you did. And this is the hedge, this is the tower that Jesus gave us. Because Jesus said to Faustina, and everyone knows what temptations are, everybody, because Jesus went to the desert to suffer all temptations, because he knew that we would suffer them. Anxiety can be a temptation. Anger can be a temptation. Your television, your phone can be a temptation. Then Jesus said to Faustina, in the first thing you do when you feel the temptation or you fall, bring it to, my, bring it to holy confession. The second, bring it to my mother. Because there he said, and then he said, know that I am fighting for you. And then on top of that, the other hedge and the tower that Jesus gave us was he gave us himself in holy communion. John Maria Vianney said it so beautifully. God loves our soul and treasures our soul so much. He created every soul here, dear friends. No matter how miserable you think you are, no matter how much limits you feel you have, or incapable you are, let me tell you, God loves you infinitely. So much so that he gave his life for you. So much so that he gave us himself in the Holy Eucharist because God created our souls so preciously, so beautifully, so divinely that only he can nourish our soul and that's why we are here at Holy Mass. And Jesus said it to Faustina, I come to you in Holy Communion with my hands full of graces, but the people treat me like a dead object. Remember, when you come to Holy Communion today, it's the same Jesus who calmed the storm on the Sea of Galilee that we receive now. Does anyone here have storms? Don't put up your hand, of course. Does anyone here have storms or felt storms in their life or have this storm raging in their heart right now? Then remember what Jesus said. He comes now into your heart and remember what he said to the storm? Psst, be silent. But he does the same in your soul. Do you remember the women who he consoled on the, way of, on the way of the cross? Is there anyone here who needs consolation? Then ask Jesus for we're about to receive him in Holy Communion. Do you realize this? Do, you, do we believe this? Or is there someone here who needs healing? 
Do you remember the woman who was bleeding for 12 years and she just touched the hem of Jesus and she was healed? Well, guess what? We get to receive that same Jesus now. This is why he put up the tower and the hedge. This is our protection. But all of this, dear friends, and you'll allow me to say it, you can go from communion, holy communion to holy communion, from Sunday to Sunday, or even every day. But if you don't pray in between, and this is what's essential, prayer. If you don't pray in between, the graces cannot come from the holy communion. How do you take the graces from his hands that he wants to bring to you? Prayer. Listen to the words of St. Paul. Brothers and sisters, have no anxiety at all. There is at least one person here who has anxiety. At least one. And there's probably many. There's probably someone who has fear of the future, fear for their children. Listen to the words of St. Paul. Brothers and sisters, have no anxiety at all, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ. Isn't that consoling? That is why the greatest gift Jesus gave us after Holy Communion, after the Holy Eucharist himself, was his last moment on the cross when he said, Behold your mother. He had lost everything. They took his clothes from him. He gave every drop of his blood. And yet still, that wasn't enough. What did he do? He gave us his mother when he said, Behold your mother. And what is the greatest way to go to Mary? Through praying the rosary. Because yesterday we celebrated the feast of the Queen of the Rosary. And listen to these words of Lucia Fatima. But Mother Teresa of Calcutta said herself, When you pray the rosary, you are holding the hand of Our Lady. And it's a fight. I know this. It's a fight to pray the rosary. I thank God I don't have it because I love praying it. But I can tell you, it's a fight because it's a matter. It's between life or death. That's why the fight is. Like I said to the people at the 830 Mass, if I said to everyone, okay, everybody, let's go to the movies. Everyone would say, super, what are we going to watch? But if I say, let's pray the rosary, they say, oh no, not the rosary. But yet, because that's just for grannies, you know. But yet, I can tell you, who did Our Lady teach in Fatima? These three little children. How old are you, my dear? Yeah? Eleven. How old are you? Nine. And yet, nine years old and eleven years old. How old were the children in Fatima? How old was Lucia in Fatima? Eleven years old. How old was Francesco in Fatima? Nine years old. And what did she teach them? How to pray the rosary. How did she teach Bernadette in Lourdes how to pray the rosary? And I tell you, if these two little angels here dressed in white would get together, pray the rosary, they could stop the war in Israel right now. They could stop the war in the Ukraine right now. Because listen to these words of Lucia Fatima. She was your age, my dear, when Our Lady appeared to her in Fatima. She was a shepherdess. She couldn't read, she couldn't write. But one thing she could do, she could pray the rosary. You know, Our Lady was asked in Medjugorje, when the visionary saw her, they asked her, how is it you're so beautiful? And I say this to any young person listening, any of you youth, because I know you have to fight this every day because you're always fighting what you see in your smartphones. How do I look? I wish I looked like Taylor Swift. I wished I looked at this guy. I wished I looked like this person. It's ridiculous. Don't even think like this. Your goal is to love God. Our Lady was asked by the visionaries in Medjugorje, 
how is it you're so beautiful? And you know what our answer was? Because I'm so beautiful because I love. And who did she love? She loved Jesus. Isn't that the cheapest cosmetic that ever existed? You don't need to go to Mac or to go to Ralph Lauren or you don't need to go to, I don't know, those older marks anymore. But you know, all you need to do is to love God. And then this radiance comes from you. And this is what happens when you pray the rosary. Because when you pray, God is working. When you pray, you are holding the hand of Our Lady. And let me read to you what Lucia Fatima said about the power of the rosary. This is the tower too that Jesus gave us. Lucia said, Since the Virgin Mary gave such a power to the rosary, there is neither a material nor a spiritual, neither a national nor an international problem that cannot be solved with the rosary and our sacrifices. You see, that's the power of the rosary. When you pray, God is working. When you pray, you have such a power over the heart of God. When you hold the rosary in your hand, Dandelindo Rotolo said this, this great saint from Italy, from Naples, and he said, I'll show you somebody who's more powerful than Almighty God, a person who prays. Do you know why you're more powerful than Almighty God? Because you have power over his heart then. Because he might have wanted to go this direction, but because you prayed like a child, like these two little ladies here, if you were to pray the rosary together, then it may, God might have planned something in this direction or allowed it to happen. But then through your prayer, God guides it the way he really wants it to go. And that's to bring peace and to bring love. That's why Padre Pio, before he died, the last words he said was, pray the rosary. He called it his weapon. It's his weapon because it's a matter of life and death. That's why the struggle is there, because the last thing Satan wants you to do, as I see this beautiful family here, The last thing Satan wants you to do is to go home tonight and pray the rosary. And what happens then when you pray? When you pray for somebody, you put this shield around them and Our Lady protects them with her loving mantle. And yeah, their temptations come for them. The temptations come. And it's the same when Jesus said, when the temptations come, bring it to my mother. You feel the temptation brewing in your heart. You feel the storm brewing in your heart. Then take the rosary. Just like St. Paul said, pray. I, I was just coming back from Medjugorje two weeks ago. And there our lady said at one of the apparitions, when you don't have peace, pray and peace will come. That's why our lady said in Medjugorje, Also, the rosary is especially dear to me, little children. Through the rosary, you open your heart to me and I can help you. Who would you rather have helping you than Our Lady? Once she even said that her heart leaps for joy at every Hail Mary because we remind her of the Annunciation. We make her happy with it. And just like Lucia said, there is no problem, spiritual or material. And every one of you knows this, the spiritual battle. That is why, dear friends, you all would agree, I'm sure. And I see lots of heads nodding in agreement. We are in this spiritual battle now. Does anyone here never feel it? Of course you do. We are in it now because it's the final time for Satan. Our Lady said in Fatima to the three little children, My immaculate heart will triumph. That means it has already triumphed. We just have to go through this spiritual battle. But for a spiritual battle, we need spiritual weapons. Think of the Battle of Lepanto, 
What gives the enemy the courage to go against us? Think of somebody at work who might be nasty to you. Or maybe your husband or your wife and you have disagreements. What gives the enemy the strength or the person the strength? It's through the enemy. And then what? Then you pray the rosary and he becomes disarmed. It's absolutely certain. And that's why we want to do this, to take the rosary in our hands. It's the most powerful weapon we have. When the bomb fell on Hiroshima, the bomb, you remember this, at the end of the Second World War, the bomb fell, the atomic bomb fell on Hiroshima. There was Franciscan friars in a monastery right at the epicenter of where the bomb fell. All around them, in a one-mile radius or more, was totally destroyed. You can see it on the internet. But yet there's also satellite images of the same day, within minutes after it happened, of four men standing outside a monastery. They were unharmed, these four, these four Franciscan monks. And they, not only were they unharmed, they had no radiation on them whatsoever. And they were asked constantly for decades afterwards, what were you doing in this moment when the bomb fell? And what did they say? We were praying the rosary. You see, this is, this is the power that Our Lady has over Satan. This is the power that Our Lady has to protect your families. Like Father Peyton said, families that pray together stay together. I told this this morning, you know before, I used to be a veterinarian once upon a time. I don't know if you know this. And when I went as a veterinarian I, this weekend, my classmates of 2003 are celebrating the anniversary, the reunion. They have the reunion in Dublin right now. If you haven't told from my accent, if you've worked it out, I'm from Ireland, by the way, in case you haven't worked it out. But in, our, in, in Dublin right now, they're together doing, having their 20-year reunion, and I'm not there, which is perfect. Yesterday, I could listen to six hours of confessions at the Rosary Bowl. Why would I be in Dublin it, it, when I can do that, it's, there's no comparison. I thank God for the gift of the, being a priest. And you know, when I became a vet 20 years ago, I used to often, we went from the books straight into the farm. So we didn't have a clue what we were doing, to be quite frank with you. I think the animals were more afraid of me than I was afraid of the animals. You know? And I would go into a farm. I remember, and it was happening in these days, August 20 years ago, or, or October 20 years ago, I would go into these farms, and then I would ha if I would go in, I'd see there's a cow down in a field. But I had a trick. I would tell the farmer, I need some hot water. And then the farmer would go off and get the hot water. And while he was gone, my father too was a vet at the time, before he died last year, my, when I take my phone out when the farmer was gone off to get the hot water I would get the phone, my phone out and I would call my father and I would say daddy I have a cow down in a field what should I do and then he would say give her this this and this and I'd say okay okay bye 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 and next thing the farmer comes back with the hot water which I didn't need and then I would say to the farmer being the big guy I would say now we're going to give the cow this this and this and she should be fine and we gave her the calcium, we gave her the antibiotics, we gave her whatever she needed, and up got the cow. And I looked like Superman, you know. <laughs> and then, of course, the farmer, they're clever people, so the hot water would be ready the next time I came back into the yard, you know. <laughs> and then I would use it to wash my hands at the end before I left. But, you know, the dear friends, now I am a priest. 20 years later, I'm a priest. You are a family father. Maybe you're a family mother. Maybe you're a young girl. Maybe you're a teenager up there listening to me or down here. 
Maybe you're single. And what happens now when the problems come, when the, when the storms come in your life? What do you do? You go to Our Lady. What do I do as a priest? I go to Our Lady. I became a pastor just 10 days ago. And I already feel the spiritual fight sometimes. I can tell you honestly. But let me tell you, I go to Our Lady. If I wake up at night and I feel the problems of my parish, then I take my rosary in my hand. I always sleep with the rosary around my hand. And I immediately start to pray the rosary. And this I say to each one of you. Because when you pray the rosary, as Don Bosco said, you can defeat, destroy, and conquer all the demons in all of hell. And to finish, I want to tell you this little thing which I received a few days ago. And it's, you know, on the back of any medication, you have the composition, you have the, what, it, what it contains, whatever, how often you should take it. And someone sent me this in regards to the rosary as a medicine. And let me tell you what it, what it is. It's composition. Every rosary contains one creed, 53 Hail Marys, six Our Fathers, and 66 Glory be to the fathers. The active ingredient is the grace of God. Indications for action, sanctifying and stimulating medicine. Usage and overdoses recommended. Over, when you overdose, ingestion in heavy, very high quantities can lead to the following symptoms. Outbursts of enthusiasm, sudden praise of God, bouts of charity and awareness of your sins. Interaction with other rem remedies. It is strongly recommended to take this medication together with other prayers and especially the sacraments. Dosage instructions. Once to four times daily. Areas of application. The rosary is effective against spiritual lukewarmness. It's a tonic on the way to holiness. It keeps temptations away and is a healing for mental and spiritual dryness and to free the souls of purgatory. Method of administration. By mouth, it is taken with devotion and inner concentration. Group use is also effective, but don't worry if the distractions occur. Contraindications, none. Shelf life, there's no decay. This drug can be used for as long as you like. And the manufacturer, it was manufactured in the laboratory of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And that's why, dear friends, I encourage you, Take the rosary in the hand. It is the greatest weapon we have. After the Holy Eucharist, after Holy Confession, to pray the rosary is something so beautiful. Then you go, as Mother Teresa said, hand in hand with Our Lady through life. And she will only guide you the right way. Amen.